This is the Go Remote Podcast with your host, TJ Bowser, Chad Chrisman, and Big Johnny D. We have such sights to tell you. What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Gormore Podcast. This is your host with the most, TJ Bowser, and joining me today is my good friend, Peter Anthony. What's going on? How was your week? Um, my, my week this week's been pretty good. Uh, last night, I fell in the shower, cracked my head a little bit. Oh, I feel like I'm getting my. old. <laughs> uh, I, I really can't reach my feet too good anymore, so I got to prop them on the wall. I slipped and cracked my head, almost split it open, but a couple of I, you know, ibuprofen and some ice, and uh, I look a little lumpy on the head, but I'm good. How about you? Uh, not that bad. <laughs> I haven't fallen <laughs> in the shower, but uh, pretty good. Uh, just trying to get some uh, new shows on the network, getting new, some new sponsorships coming up. All that will be announced this week. Uh, stay tuned for more of that. Yeah, you're doing. Is that true? I heard the uh, 56,000 listeners you had the, the last month. Yep, that is uh, that is true. We are averaging 2,000 listeners per day, and it's it's pretty crazy. Uh, <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, I mean, people people strive their whole lives to hit that number that you just hit. Yeah, I, I'm just very humbled and grateful that my fans are that attentive and that, that many people want to listen to my opinion and what I have to offer. Yeah, that's great, man. I mean, you just started too. I mean, yeah. the sky's the limit, honestly. It, it really is. Uh, before we get into our interview, uh, play a quick message from our sponsors. The Gore and More podcast is brought to you in part by the iconic 80s slasher villain Jason Voorhees lives on in photography brought to you by 13 Gallows Lane. It's the home of Friday the 13th Blood and Gore cosplay photography. You can find them on Facebook at Gallows Goes to Hell, Instagram and Twitter at 13 Gallows Lane, and on Patreon at Emily Helene. Warning, Patreon content is not safe for work. Hey there, groovy guys and gals. Do you like spooky shit in horror movies? Then come on down to Cabin 13. Check out their selection of horror-themed props, pins, bus collectibles, and more. Be sure to check Cabin 13 out on Facebook and Instagram. Get your ass over to Cabin 13 and buy something now! And we are back. So, Peter, first question. How does one acquire the nickname The Mad Cuban? Great question. Great question. It's kind of, uh, it's funny because it's kind of going out of, um circulation because i used to have it on my instagram um and i don't have it there anymore so more and more people are going to know me as peter anthony and less as the mad cuban i, I didn't think the mad cuban had a great ring for business but who knows <laughs> uh <laughs> it, it's two different parts i guess so the original one was when i played football um when we were younger so probably um right before high school me and the, my buddy rich we played on defense and they called something called speed d where basically me and him came in and just went crazy and just started sacking people and going nuts and he used to call me the mad cuban because the way i played so actually on my practice jersey it, it was it was written mad cuban on the back nice but as i got older <laughs> uh back in my let's say crazy days I'm, I'm i'm retired now uh you know i had a short fuse and i was always angry and i was always fighting and i was always you know, up to something like that. So that that name, that moniker, you know, stuck with me for a long time until maybe the last like ten years. I mean, only my good friends or people that when I went back online even call me that anymore. So I guess I'm now the nice family guy, Cuban. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, what is Peter Anthony Productions all about? So um, when when I was working on Vengeance, uh, Jason Brooks is a, is a genius. So him and I would go back and forth and come up with ideas, uh, ways to raise money, ways to uh, garner attention, ways to 
make projects better, so on and so forth. So I, at one point I was sitting there thinking, well, you know, people get paid for that. So I was like, well, let me just start something small. So I LLC'd myself and then uh, started getting some projects. And now I got two under my belt and, and that's the way I want to go. It's I'm the kind of guy that's a hundred percent. I want it my way or the highway. So when there's multiple people involved, it doesn't always go your way when it's all you, you know, it's a hundred percent on you to get it right. So I, I'm confident that if everything's on me, I can get it right. Hopefully. So I, I like it better that way. I could sleep at night without turning into the mad Cuban. Perfect. How did you get involved with uh, slashing cast? Good name, by the way. And what's the relationship that you have with them? They don't even know this. So Riley and uh, Nick, I, I used to be fans of theirs. So uh, I used to watch when the game Friday Thirteenth, the game I played it for the last two years. I had my own tournament online. Um, they would review it and they would review other stuff, too. But they were pretty good. And these guys are young, really young. And they their knowledge of the Friday Thirteenth franchise and horror in general was impressive. So one day I saw one of their podcasts about the game and then I just kept following them from there on. Um, when I became the marketer of Vengeance, I reached out to them because I wanted to try to give them some info and get in touch with them on the podcast. And we became, you know, friends, uh, talked about the industry, so on and so forth. And then the project came up with uh, Steve Dash. Um, and that was my first Peter Anthony Productions where I said, I said, hey, can you help me? I'm not great with the computer, but we have this interview that uh, Vengeance and Jason Brooks and Jeremy and Dustin gave us. And I have this, this and this. And can you make something? And uh, we went back and forth and we came up with that that documentary, which I thought was great. I thought Nick uh, and Riley did a great job of that. Very well done. Uh what is the story concept of your upcoming film, The Fall of Camp Blood? Do you want the campground voice verbatim off my phone or you want me to say it? Uh, just say it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's basically after the events of the final chapter. Um, okay. It's about a year later. The, the camp has been shut down. Um, a bunch of teenagers must venture out there uh, to empty out their parents' cabin before it's destroyed. Uh, and basically it doesn't take long for people to remember why the camp was shut down in the first place. So it's, it's basically around one year after the event, events of part four. Awesome. Which is, I don't know about you, but part four is my favorite. A lot of people are six. Mine is four, then six. How about you? Uh, three, uh, go. And then four followed quickly after. I just like that whole weekend saga, the trilogy, the two, three, four. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> So do I. I at three is so iconic. Me being a, a former kind of bodybuilder, that scene when he just shoots the arrow through her eye mm -hmm. and he walks away with his traps, you mind yes. is stuck to his neck. It's just menacing. It is very menacing. And that walk. <laughs> He's walking like like he just it's like he did chores for the day. Nothing big, you know? <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> tell us more about your role you play in the fall of Camp Blood. OK, so we got to be tricky on that. Uh, they won't let me give away too much. We're going to release it on the site. But let's just say I'm linked to a major character in the franchise and uh, my role is going to be pretty big. They're actually getting me to grow out my beard. Nice. So it's going to look more Riley-ish beard than uh, Peter Anthony beard. So I'm actually going to get the white hairs to grow in and I'm going to be linked to a major character in the franchise, which is cool. We just don't want to give it away right now. Awesome. Uh, you recently la launched a Kickstarter for the fall of camp blood. Can you talk about that? Yeah, uh, Riley and Nick launched it and then uh, came to me with just asking for ideas what to do here and there. So we tweaked it a little bit, some machetes, some other perks, uh, changed a couple of dollar amounts, but amazing. Within, I don't know what it was, two weeks, 10 days, they already hit their goal. So now, like I said, 
we're really pushing to get even 20 grand um because at 20 grand we could just do that much more we can get that much more better equipment that much more better sites um so on and so forth we have a big announcement tomorrow to make on that we just received our largest backer today mm-hmm. which is great but once again i don't want to steal the thunder from the page so stay tuned tomorrow and you're going to see the announcement of our, of our largest backer which is great it really puts us over the edge i heard their marketing guys pretty good so it doesn't surprise me uh <laughs> <laughs> you know, I guess it depends who you ask, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what can you tell us about the uh, East Coast premiere of Vengeance? Oh, so uh, Jason and um, Sean uh, Lutzis, the producer, uh, you know, they, they're going to be tasked for doing the West Coast premiere. So I don't know. I, I, I was like, man, I got to have an East Coast premiere. So because, you know, the East Coast, if you're not from the Northeast, horror here is huge. And Friday the 13th oh, yeah. is humongous. You know, especially because Connecticut part two is Connecticut where I'm from and then New Jersey uh, for one. It's just so much bigger over here than it is over there, uh, in my opinion. So um, I was like, we got to have one out here. So then I went and stayed at the camp. I don't know if you saw that. I stayed at the original Noby Scobo camp. Yes. Yeah. And I was talking to people. and I'm like, why don't we just have it in, in this town? So I started negotiations with uh, the Blairstown Museum. And we got it going pretty good. And then Jason finished off negotiations with the museum. And now we have CJ and Jason. I'll be there. A bunch of other cast members will be there. We're going to have the screening of the movie two different times. You'll be able to watch Vengeance with the actual CJ and Jason in the theater with you and other cast members. You'll get to meet and greet. You have the museum there. You get a signed poster. You get a signed picture. It's Really like a whole event. And not only that, Ari Lyman's going to be there the day before and that same day of doing his own event. So it's almost like an amazing Friday the 13th weekend on Friday the 13th. It's it's perfect. It, there's no better time. Right. You, you going to be able to get out there? Uh, me and Corey talked about going up there because we both had a big part in uh, you know getting this film out to people. Uh, me with my podcast content and, of course, him being actually in the film. And I thought it's a no-brainer for us to go it up. But a month before that, we're doing Monster Mania, and a week before Monster Mania, we are doing our uh, fundraiser with Vengeance for uh, Shriners. And right. uh, we don't know if we're going to have the funds to make it out there, uh, you know, because we just spent all this money to do the big trip and do the, the big con. And then I did the con a week later. And then on top of that, a month later after that, it, it all depends on what if the funds and everything line up. And then Corey and I will both go out there together. Well, let me get, let, let, let the master pull his strings. Let me see what I can do uh, on that end. We'll talk off air. But uh, I would I mean, uh, it'd be a sin not to have you guys there. Yeah. So let, let's see what we can do on that, especially for your show. You imagine going live there. Be oh, great. that'd be incredible. I'm, I'm I, I told you uh, through our normal chats that I am upgrading to mobile podcasting stuff. So that would be the perfect chance to use that. Yeah, and I know the area well. I've been there probably five times, so I could show you the original um, cemetery. I can show you every every part from part one. You know where she walked through the the archways and and everything. It's it's a great little like the whole town is within like uh, 150 yards. We could do our first episode of uh, a new series. We're called uh, Gore and Tour. It's when we go to different locations. Uh, that oh, would be perfect. Perfect. Plus, CG will be there. Jason will be there. Yeah. I mean, you can't you can't go wrong there. That's right. So. Next question. What are your expectations for vengeance? <laughs> uh, they'll probably kill me, but uh, hi. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, we, we had uh, expectations in the beginning, but then as things got bigger and better, I mean, w- w- we just kept wishing and hoping for more and more. And it kept happening. I mean, I, I think I hope 
it revolutionizes the fan film. I mean, you have people, you're always going to have someone who initiates or starts a, uh, some kind of genre or, or technique. And then you're going to have somebody along the line somewhere like MMA back when it was Hoist Gracie. And then it got kicked up to another level. And I think with the star power we have, um, the investors that we have, the love and passion that we have, I truly think that this movie has gone to the next level for fan film. So I think it should be record setting as far as fan appreciation and love for it. That's what we're going for anyways. Awesome. What was it like to work alongside CJ Graham? <laughs> uh, I've met him multiple times at shows, you know, I'm yeah. kind of a, a, a geek with the shows. Um, I didn't shoot with him on set, but um, I've seen him out a hundred times. And then I've spoke with him when we were doing negotiations for um, the East coast premiere at Blairstown. And he's great. He's such a class guy. Gentleman always says the right thing, always knows what to say and super generous. His wife, Ruby, just two of like the nicest, most genuine people ever. And he's huge. I don't know if you, you saw him next to me. I mean, uh, I, I'm not tall, but I'm 5'11", 280, and he dwarfs me. Yeah, he really <laughs> dwarfs me. I feel like a child. Like I was asking for a lollipop. <laughs> <laughs> so what was it like working with an iconic character like Jason? Oh, for me, man, it, it, it's a dream. If, if you follow me now, me, me and you have become good friends. Mm -hmm. um, I've been a Jason fan since I was six years old in my basement with a mask on watching it back then. Like I've said before, uh, I'm 43 years old when I was six, it wasn't cool to watch horror. Like nobody's parents watched horrors from the sixties or fifties really. Yeah. So, so, so you, you, you were weird. You weren't cool where now it's quote unquote sexy. You were different back then. So if you really watched it and you snuck out and or rented the movies, it's cause you loved it. So for me to do that, and then go to cons and then become friends with Kane and other figures in the franchise. And then for this to come along, uh, man, it, it's like a dream come true. Like pinch yourself, you know? Oh my God. We, we signed CJ, we signed Steve dash, you know, we signed Harry man friend It's just, it's like, what? It's almost one. We're waiting to like wake up one day. So for me, uh, working alongside the character of Jason, being able to see Jason Brooks bring his version to Jason, which I, I love because Jason, tell me what you think. I think he's kind of like a part four Ted White. He's kind of tall and lanky, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He's not like super, super jacked like like part three was, at least in the shoulders. But he is, he is great size and he's super tall. And I just like his his look like that. So uh, it, it's just it's just an honor to work along all these people. And then Tom McLaughlin involved, too, on the set when, when, when we're doing Elias. I mean... It seems like we're doing it right. And it's an honor to, to see our vision of Jason come true. Absolutely. Uh, who are some of your favorite cast members to work with on and offset? Oh, so many. So um, we call them the chain gang. So the, the prisoner scene, I'm sure you saw pictures of. Yes. Yeah. Corey's on just, I mean, there's so many people, but those guys, Corey and Lowen and Gieveson and Tommy Lee driver and, Everybody, Mick Strawn. I mean, I, I was on set with Mick Strawn for a couple of days and his energy and, and vision is amazing. I mean, it, you know, Mick might not tell you, but Mick's the boss when you're on set. Oh, you know? I've heard stories. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. You know, it's this person. Shut up. Get ready. Do this. Do that. He, I mean, he's always laughing and nice. But when it comes time for, for business, he's as serious as they come, which is great. It's, yes. it's what everyone needed. Um, but just Jason and Jeremy and Dustin and Maddie and Sean Lutz and Tammy and just everybody involved. I've, I've actually become like hopefully lifelong friends with a lot of these people. 
where we confide in each other with about our families and about our lives and about our problems. Me recently with the passing of my friend, I mean, half of the crew reached out to me and called me and Marco Polo at me and wanted to make sure I was okay. That's amazing. That's amazing. People are halfway across the United States. So uh, I'm blessed. That's awesome. Uh, we keep seeing and hearing the phrase more than a fan film. What have you seen or been a part of to attest to this? Well, you, you're familiar with where the phrase came from? Uh, Steve Dash said it. Correct. So we never wanted to say that. I mean, we never thought about it until he said it, but we never wanted to say anything like that because then it's like a self-promotion. Um, yeah. But once he said it, it, it was good and bad. It was good because we're like, wow, you know, we do feel it's more fan film. And then bad, not bad in a sense, but pressure filled. We're like, we have to make it more than a fan film. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, you know, like I said before, I kind of repeating myself, but, you know, CJ, Steve, Tom McLaughlin. I mean, we're using Aria Alexa cameras. We have a special underwater adaptations, the underwater shots. We have a lighting rig that we went to L.A. to get. I mean, CJ's acting, Steve's acting. The other actors have just eight plus home run. The directing of Jason, Jeremy um, and the story. That's the part we've kept really quiet from everybody is the story is going to just blow everybody away. So that the, all those in, uh, ingredients together is why I think it's more than a fan film. Awesome. Final question. What are your feelings on the current state of the Friday the 13th fandom? <sighs> Try to get me in trouble? <laughs> this, is, <laughs> this is my show. You say whatever you want. Um, I, uh, as far as the fans, let, let's tackle that first. Love it. I mean, if the studios don't want to give us films, then F them. You know, I don't care. I don't care how small it is. Do you want to go in your backyard and shoot a movie? I don't know if you saw that that Jason versus Michael little movie that came out not too long ago. Yes. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. Like, that was a long fight scene. Like nobody even heard of that. And it just popped out of nowhere. I believe it's from Australia. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, just just amazing. So as far as the fans, I love it. I mean, because if you were crank, if they were cranking out three movies in the last 10 years, no one would have cared. And there would have been no money behind any of these fan films. That's just the truth. So the fact that that all these fans are coming together and trying to live out their dreams. I love it. I love it. Um, for the most part, it's 99% positive. There's some people out there that are just a little, I don't know, a little bit for themselves. They don't like to see other people succeed. They, they want to make factions. They want to rival versus other people. We, we don't want to do that. We, we want to support everybody we can because we're fans. Nobody's making money here. Nobody's getting rich off this, mm -hmm. you know? So I, I want to work with people like you. I want to work with, people that care about the franchise that are, are willing to, to take risks to do what's right. So as far as the fans, there couldn't there. I don't think there's ever been a bigger bond of fans for Friday the 13th than there is right now, 2019, because all these conventions that come up more and more and the fact that there's been no movies, we all kind of converse together about everything, what we want in the fan films where when movies come out, it is what it is. They're reviewed and you move on. So as far as the fanhood, I, I mean, you look at the, the prices of, of the signatures, they're going through the roof. Mm -hmm. So I think it's stronger and better than it's ever been right now. Awesome. Uh, thank you for coming on, Peter. This, this, this has been really fun and, oh, uh, you have another project, uh, Volumes of Blood. Yes, with yes. PJ Starks. Yep. Okay. Uh, you want to talk about that? Yeah. I mean, uh, I know he's trying to get some other funding at this point, so not too much has happened. But I mean, if you go look at Volumes of Blood, their history, part one and two, amazing, amazing success. These these guys have been featured everywhere, from Fangoria to TV publication to TV shows to uh, magazine publications. 
everywhere. So th- they really hit a home run with the first two. They're trying to wrap it up with it with a trilogy. Um, and he, he got, I know he got the funding from online. He's trying to get some other side funding. So I'm looking forward to that too, to working with those guys. They're, they're, they're funny guys. They're always happy and, and busting stones. So uh, hopefully that comes together soon. Uh, I think they're looking at the beginning of next year uh, to be done and or start filming. Awesome. I'm uh, looking forward to all that, plus all your projects that you have coming out soon. And uh, be sure to everyone out there listening to uh, go donate to the the Fall of Camp Blood Kickstarter and check out Vengeance premiering at the end of July, correct? Uh, Correct. Okay. Uh, Yeah, check that out on all your uh, major platforms. And you can also find Peter Anthony on what? What's your social media? Um, I don't have them saved like you do. Peter Anthony on Facebook, Peter Anthony on Instagram, uh, IMDb, and um, that's about it. You don't you don't do the Twitter? No, you know it's weird, man. I'm old. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't do the Twitter. I, I gotta I gotta work with you on that. I gotta get with you and, and become better or get somebody to run it for me. The hashtag king. So we, we, we gotta get this going. Uh, hashtag- we do. I, I didn't even. I wasn't even. You know, old and out of the loop. I am. I didn't even know how hashtags work. Oh, okay. And then I was talking with Jason, and we, we went over it. And now, like, I feel like I'm pretty pretty well versed in the hashtags. Just the tw- you know what it is. I have three different accounts on Facebook. I have three different accounts on Instagram. I have Peter Anthony, Fall of Camp Blood. And I have vengeance. I constantly check in all those. I work a full-time job. I now have a girlfriend and a baby. It's just like, man, I, I don't know if I could take on more. So maybe I'll get a fan to run it for me. There you go. Perfect. <laughs> this is what Peter did today. Retweet from Facebook. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that'll work. That'll be easy. Yes. But thanks for coming on the Gormore podcast, man. I, I'm sure our listeners are going to love this. And uh, this has definitely been a good, uh, been a good episode. Thanks for having me. It was an honor. I'll, I'll talk to you soon. Yep. Until next time, guys, uh, be sure to check out the Dewback Discussion Podcast Network featuring great podcasts such as the Gormore Podcast, Hall of Heroes Podcast, Dewback Discussion Podcast, Rabbit Hole Podcast, Cracker Jack Podcast, Wicked Wednesday. I don't know if I missed any of them. God damn it, I'm getting too big. Uh, also, go to dewbackdiscussion.net for all your pop culture needs and visit our tea Public for your sweet Dewback Discussion swag. As always, that is your host with the most, TJ Bowser, signing off. He's a dead fuck, and he doesn't know how to talk to girls or how to make them mine. He's a dead fuck, he doesn't even have a clue, and if he ever got a girl, he would know what to do. But even BJ Betty likes to get a hot sweating with the other poly boys and the bitches in the backseat. But Jimmy doesn't have a chance because he took her to the dance and started shaking round to the music and the beat. Do, 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 the dead fuck, for she took her hands and you gotta move your feet. Yeah. He's a dead fuck, and he doesn't know how to talk to girls or how to make it.
gonna show you a new dance. Yo, 3D, break that shit up, man. We're gonna show them how it works here. Here we go, here we go. Yo, Hollywood, don't forget that lead. Yo, I got this. One, two, fuck you. Do, 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 do the dance up.